beyond. Uh, but let it begin with us. Amen. So we encourage you to do that and be a part of that. Um, I was um, this little uh, thing came into my mind of how we get things mixed up sometimes in church and we don't think things are as a, um, you know, we have different mindsets. I remember when I was a little boy, we went to a very uh, kind of a very strict traditional church. And uh, my brother, even though he's a year older than me, was always, always uh, such a, an extremely busy guy. Jim, I love you. You may be watching right now. You know it's true. And anytime he's visited here, he's always got up here and confirmed my stories because he enjoys being the extra busy guy. And, uh, and so I was always the parent for some reason or another. I was an old soul. You, know, you ever met somebody who's an old soul? You know, they call him a fuddy-duddy. <laughs> well, that was me. And, uh, and I was always trying to get him to behave in church. And, and I didn't understand all the terminology of church. It, I, I didn't. But I was telling him, you know, Jim, stop it, stop it. Be quiet, be quiet. And then one time I just, I just called on uh, some authority. I said, you see those two guys back there? You better hush. You better hush. They're coming to get you. And he said, who are they? And I said, they're the hushers. Because I'd, I'd misunderstood when they'd say the ushers come for. You know, I grew up in a southern, southern community and we had our draws. I, the hushers, I didn't know why they were hushers, but they would come forth to collect uh, as the mafioso or whatever. I don't know. But, <laughs> and uh, so, you know what? I don't know how you've misunderstood uh, church today, but we pray that we can make it practical and real for you. Because God is here and God wants to do great and mighty things through your life. Amen. So let's just pray and make ourselves open right now by faith. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come and hear your word. Lord God, to hear your spirit speaking to us. Lord, we pray that no man would be seen, but you would be seen, God. Your, you and your spirit, God, high and lifted up, that your word would come forth. So, Lord, we pray that you would open our ears to hear and our eyes to see and our hearts to uh, understand and our minds to perceive, Lord, all of that you have for us today. Lord, that we would truly go forth out of this place properly equipped by your word and flowing in your spirit, Lord God. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us and through us to your glory and honor, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Sometimes I try to get on other subjects. Uh, I, I tell God, you know, I give God my agenda. Lord, this is what I'd like to preach on. This is what I'd like to teach on. And then I lay it before him. And I don't know if you've ever been on uh, some boards before and you throw your ideas out and everybody looks at you and they smile, but they go on with a different agenda. And you're like, well, maybe, maybe that wasn't uh, acceptable or whatever. You just let it go. Uh, and then maybe later on down the road, they'll bring that up as though it's their idea. But you knew it was your idea, but that's okay. We're going with that. Well, that's what I do with the Lord. I give him my ideas, and he smiles at me, and then he gives me what he wants me to preach on. And I say, yes, Lord, and I've learned that's a good way to go. Well, uh, in that, it's like the Lord is just, he's called me. He's just part of my anointing is to encourage, is to encourage the body of Christ to rise up in faith and to believe God, to believe God for all He is and all that He wants to do in and through your lives. I'm just, I, He calls me to come alongside the miracle side of God. 
And it's maybe because God is all miracles. I mean, He is amazing. He is above everything that we would ever know. And He is involved in and can do anything in and through our lives. So it brings us to our title of our message today in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Luke 1, 37, the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to have a, you're going to have a child. You're not married, but you're not going to have a child out of wedlock in that sense. You're going to have a child as a virgin. A miracle of miracles unlike anything that has ever been heard before. Only prophesied is going to take place. And without knowing a man, you're going to have a child. You're going to conceive a child of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to give birth to the Son of God. So the angel is, can't come and says, God has a message for you and for everyone that will listen that for, God, for nothing is impossible with God. For nothing is impossible with God. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I'm hoping you'll do and it would bless my heart and I believe it will bless the heart of the Lord if you'll do it. And that's every time that we come to this and I point up to it that you would with a loud voice as though you truly believed it and I believe you do that we will say together for nothing is impossible with God. Very good, very good. Because the Lord wants me to expose His greatness. He wants me to expose His character. He wants me to expose His desire. That He wants to do greater things in and through your life than what you're experiencing right now. You say, well, I'm in a miracle place. Let me tell you what. He wants to double it up and take it to a whole nother level. God wants to show you great and mighty things that you've not yet seen. He wants, your eyes have not seen, your heart, your ears have not heard. It has not even entered into the mind of man or the heart of man what God has planned for you. And I'm here to kind of, to kind of get the wind blowing so that your faith would put up the sails so that God can take you into a whole new territory, into a whole new dimension if you're willing to go in that. So here he says, for nothing is impossible with God. God says nothing, not anything you're faced with today. He said it is not, not an impossibility with me. It is a small thing, is what I hear the Lord saying. Hallelujah. That nothing is too great, that nothing is beyond His ability to perform it, and He wants to perform it. He wants to do great and mighty things in our life. I was uh, sharing with the first service this morning about how uh, Jesus shows us so many progressions of miracles in His life. There's one about raising the dead. If you'll remember, Jairus' daughter just died. Her body's probably still warm, and Jesus raises her back to life. Well, some people say, well, we've seen doctors, yeah, and people do CPR, and they've helped do that before. So, you know, that, maybe that's not that great a miracle. But let me tell you what, Jesus took it to the next level. Another one, they got the boy, uh, the, uh, uh, the boy, the widow's son, is being carried to the graveyard. You remember? He's, it's, in our day and time, it's already like he's in the casket, and they're on the way to the graveyard. Now, they didn't embalm and, and hold a, a bodies out for a week or two at that time so maybe he'd been dead a day maybe the second day but he's on his way to the graveyard and Jesus stops the progressional and he stops the processional there and he says we're going to do a miracle here and he raises that boy back to life and some people say well that was that was that was quite impressive but but could he do it had the body been already in decay let me tell you what the progression goes on uh, and you remember he says roll that stone away Lazarus come forth and he'd been dead for four days and they said, surely he stinketh. Surely that body is in decay. Let me tell you what, with Jesus, nothing is impossible. 
whatever level you've experienced him, let me tell you right now, he wants you to experience him at a higher level. He wants you to see greater and mightier things done in and through his name in your life. Somebody's just got to come to the point and say, you know what? I believe for nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with God. So that means if your problem just started, he can take care of it. If your problem's been going on for a little while, he can take care of it. If your problem looks like it's already caused death and decay, he can resurrect it and bring it back to life. Just give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord and trust that with Him there's no degree of difficulty that He can't handle. With Him there is nothing that is impossible with Him. Hallelujah. You've got to understand that the power of our God is greater than any powerful force of, of decay or loss in our life. We've got to see God for who He is. And I'm here to, to, to trump that. I'm here to encourage that. I'm here to shine the spotlight for you on just how awesome your God is today. Hallelujah. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. So I'm just here to tell you there's nothing impossible with God. There's nothing. That's the message. Nothing is impossible with God. I'm going to say it till you believe it, till you receive it, till you reach out by faith and you bring the impossible power of God into your seemingly impossible situation so that you can see the possibility of God manifesting heaven on earth in and through your life. You've got to believe. I'm here to help you believe. You remember the dad who says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Well, I'm here to help you with your unbelief as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the Word of God. I'm going to shout the Word of God. I'm going to preach the Word of God. I'm going to share the Word of God. And we're going to celebrate together corporately the goodness of God. And your faith is going to get the updraft. You know, when they say an eagle, when he notices a storm is coming, he will come over the edge of a cliff or a, or a, 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 a mountainside where the thermal drafts are lifting up, the thermal drafts, and he'll take those thermal drafts and use them to take him higher and higher to where he's above the cloud, above the lightning, above the storm. Well, let me tell you what, I'm here as a thermal draft today. I want to be a thermal lift that's going to help if you just spread your wings. If you just spread your wings and say, I believe, I believe, I want to be part of the thermal draft that's going to help lift you up above any storms or any opposition that you've been facing to where you can see the S-O-N shining in every aspect of your life. That's my assignment today. Nothing is impossible with God. I want somebody here today to believe that cancer can be healed. That cancer can be healed. Do you hear what I'm saying? That tumors can disappear. I've seen it with my own eyes. You're not going to talk me out of it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I remember the, one of the first messages I ever preached and they called me up and it was a situation I was thrown into and I had not yet been baptized with the Holy Ghost and, and I, I just felt powerless and I felt like I was, I knew God had called me but I just didn't feel like it's something I really was ready for but I got thrown into it and there I got up there and, and I was getting ready to preach and some lady in the back says uh, preacher preacher would you pray for me before you preach she interrupted me I said thank you Lord I've got my I've got my answer maybe they'll just pray and have a revival here and uh, and I won't have to do this because I was terrified 
And I remember she got up and she's uh, hunched over and she has this huge tumor, one of the ugliest things you could ever see hanging off of her neck. And she's coming up and she says, I've, I've got this cancer. And they said it's gone into my brain and they said it's into my spine and they say it's into my lungs. And she's walking down saying all this. And I'm like, lady, you ain't helping this case at all now. You're causing anybody got faith to lose faith. But she's coming in and I'm like, well, where's the pastor? You know, Brother Jones was his name. And, and he was running the sound. You know, in the small churches, the pastor runs the soundboard as well as plays the piano and leads the praise and worship, preaches and takes up the offering and then mops the, uh, the, the bathroom. Well, that's kind of how it was when we started. Well, that's what he's He's gone somewhere, wherever the soundboard is. They said, Brother Jones, he's, he's, you do it. And I'm like, okay. And I got that. They had this big, tall Pompeii oil or something like that. And it, they had this smell. It was like old stuff. But I said, just oil, you know. And I was like, okay. And I went and laid hands on her. And I said, and I did what I'd seen done before. Anybody got any faith to believe for her healing? Come on up here. Thank God there were some folks gathered around her. And let me tell you what. The Lord, he, he showed me. He showed me. And I laid hands on her and started to pray and God filled me the Holy Ghost. And that woman went to running around the church and I went to running around the church. And I never run into church. I grew up Baptist. You don't run into church. You only run into churches if somebody's after you, you know. And, uh, but I'm a running and I'm like, glory to God, I'm in a high and shit. And this woman's shaking her head and had a bun and the bun came out and her hair went down, way down. And she's slinging it like this, shouting. Everybody knew what that ugly thing had been. And man, now that thing is gone and she's got her head up. Well, I didn't get to preach that night, I can tell you that. Praise God. So I want somebody to believe that tumors can disappear. I want somebody to believe that infection can dry up no matter how long it's been there. I want somebody to believe that you're glad that even though the doctor says it's no longer working, that that thing can be revived, it can be resurrected, uh, and it can begin to work again. I want somebody to believe that organs can function properly again. Do you hear what I'm saying? That those kidneys can function properly again. That that heart can function properly again. That when they do a, a survey of it, they say, you know what, there's no sign of any damage. There's no sign of what was there. It's no longer there because of the power of God that livers can totally be restored. Restored. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I want someone here today to believe that God, that God can heal every a divinely created system in your body. Do I need to call them out? Digestive system, be healed. Circulatory system, be healed. Muscular system, be healed. Respiratory system, be healed. I speak to those lungs right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Skeletal system, be healed. Immune system, be healed. Lymphatic systems, be healed. Cardiovascular systems, be healed. I speak to those heart. I speak to those arteries. I speak to those veins in the name of Jesus. Urinary tracts, be healed. Kidneys, be healed. Bladder, be healed. Nervous system, be healed. Endocrine system, be healed. I declare right now in the name of Jesus that your hormones will be regulated by your endocrine system in the name of Jesus. That metabolism through the pituitary gland, that the general body function would align itself to God's original creative order. Pancreas, I speak to you now. Be healed by the word and the power and the spirit of the living God. Thyroid glands, be healed and function the way you were created to function in Jesus' name. Adrenal glands, I call you to front and center and to attention that you be healed. Reproductive system, be healed in the name of Jesus. I'm not backing down. I'm going to preach on miracles today. 
so that the Word of God will build your faith so that you can reach out and receive what God has for you. Because for nothing is impossible with God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in and through our bodies. Have your way. Spirit of the living God, hallelujah. The Word of God tells us nothing, nothing, nothing. Look at somebody and say, the Bible says nothing is impossible with God. And while God can do everything, I find as I study His character and His nature throughout His Word, whether I'm in Genesis chapter 1, whether I'm in Isaiah, whether I'm in Malachi, whether I'm in the Gospels, whether I'm in the Epistles, wherever I may be, I find the character and the nature of God to be consistent. That while nothing is impossible with God, there are several things that God will not do. So we shouldn't expect them of Him. We shouldn't believe these for, from Him because He's not going to do them. And the first one is, it's impossible for God to lie. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to tell you one thing and do another thing. He's not going to promise you something and not deliver. We read in Numbers 23 and 19 that God is not a man that He should lie. He is not going to lie. Hallelujah. If you remember the story of Elijah and Elisha, Elisha is following Elijah and he wants a double portion. A double portion. And he feels like God has promised him a double portion of Elijah's ministry. And Elijah did seven major miracles. So you would expect a double portion will bring you to 14, right? If you do your math. So when you see the life of Elisha, when he dies, he's only performed really 13. And theologians go and they cut it this way and they say, well, maybe that's half a miracle, half a miracle and try to make up for it. But there's only 13 miracles that you see in the life of Elisha. And uh, you know what? The enemy, I'm sure, just started laughing. The enemy just laughed and said, ha ha, you came up short. You came up short. I'm here to tell you today, too many people have more faith in what the enemy says and what the enemy laughs at than what God says. And the Bible says that Satan is the father of lies. So he can't do anything but lie. And we're going to have more faith in what he says than God who cannot lie and will not lie. <clears throat> Come on now, we got something wrong. I hear people say all the time, well, I'm aiming for this and I'm aiming for that and I'm aiming to do this and I'm aiming to do that. And I say, stop aiming and start firing. Start firing. Come on now, we need to place our faith in what God has said and start shooting towards the mark that God has called us to. Amen? So, you know, uh, the devil's probably laughing, but you know who gets the last laugh? God always gets the last. Truth always triumphs a lie. Always. Always. So you need to learn to hold on to the truth and stop listening to the lie. Some of you are listening to the lie that you're never going to get healed. Some of you are listening to the lie you're never going to get ahead. Some of you are listening to a lie you'll never be out of debt. Some of you are listening to the lie that you'll never be free from this bondage. You've had it all your life and things have been dominating and that depression or whatever it is has been hovering over you your whole life. The devil's a liar. The devil's laughing and you're, you're like being intimidated because he's laughing at you. Let me tell you what. You stick with God. You hold on to what God's promised you and you will find who gets the last laugh 
So they take Elisha and they bury him. And it's years and years later. We don't know exactly how many. But there's another battle that has ensued. And, and they're fighting this battle. And one of the soldiers, he gets killed. And the other soldiers, they take their fallen brother. And they don't have time to go bury him because the battle is so intense. So they just throw him in to this cave. They throw him in to this hole in the earth. And they keep on fighting. And next thing you know, they, they know is woo! Hallelujah! As this soldier comes out alive. Say, wait a minute, we just threw you in dead. And now you're coming out alive. He's like, I want to fight some more. I'm ready to fight some more. And they're like, what happened? Here's what happened. That the, the hole they threw him in, in that hole was Elisha's dead, dried up bones. And when that dead man touched those dried up bones, that 14th miracle took place double, came out of the tomb. Hallelujah. Who do you think got the last laugh? Hallelujah. So it may look like your promise is all dried up and your promise just looks like the devil's laughing at it. It's never going to come to pass. It's never going to happen. You're never going to reach the world the way you've been believing God to reach the world. You're never going to change your family and see your family change the way you believe in God. It's just a dried up bag, a bunch of bag of bones. But let me tell you what. The miracle power of God can work through those dry bones. All you need to do is know that God is not lying. That you still hold on to the truth and the promise of God. What has God promised you that is not yet come to pass what has God told you that has not yet been manifest in your life what you need to do today is while the preaching of the word is coming forth and you're hearing the word and faith is rising up you need to rise up and say I'm taking hold of that promise again my God can't lie it hadn't come to pass so far but it's coming to pass because God cannot lie God is going to bring it to forth and I'm going to go ahead and start praising him and giving him glory and honor before I even see it because I know God cannot lie. Hallelujah. Another thing God will not do is that God will not change. He's not going to change. If He was able to open the blinded eye, then He's open, able to open the blinded eye now. If He's able to walk on water then, He's able to walk on water now. If He's able to cure the leper then, He's able to cure the leper now. And I like that, that, not, that one leper out of the ten that came back. He was not only healed where his leprosy left, he was made whole, Jesus said. And that word means everything the leprosy had taken, it came back. Every finger he lost, he got back. Every toe he lost, he he got back. Of the business he lost, he got back. His family that he lost, he got back. He was made whole. Let me tell you what, the devil's not going to win in our life as long as we hold on to the unchanging hand of our God because our God will not only help us out, but he will lift us up on a rock that is higher than I. There's promotion in the Lord. There's promise in the Lord. He wants to take you from glory to glory. That's his nature. That's who he is. And he is not going to change. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and and forever. So if he's ever healed anyone, he can heal you right now. If he's ever healed anywhere, he can heal you right here in Chesapeake, Virginia, right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, he can heal you as you're listening to the word of God, no matter where you at. If you ever heard his word in past, and he, Jesus just sent his word. Jesus told, he told that, that centurion, he said, I tell you what, your faith is so great. Just, just go. Your faith has made your servant whole. He just sent his word. I'm sending the word right now through these cameras. I'm sending the word right now into Facebook. I'm sending the word right now into the internet. I'm sending the word right now. The word of the Lord. That Jesus is your healer. That Jesus is your deliverer. That Jesus is your strong tower. That Jesus is your provider. What you need to do is lift up your winds and let the thermal lift of this word right now take you to the heights of where God wants you to be. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm going to preach somebody up out of doubt in this house today. I'm going to preach somebody up out of your pain uh, into your healing today. I'm going to preach somebody up out of your bondage and into your freedom and into your deliverance in this house today. I'm going to preach somebody up out of your poverty and into your divine supernatural prosperity that God has for you. I'm not going to back down until the thermal lift of the preaching of the Word of God helps take you by faith to that what God has for you. It's impossible for Jesus to change. He's a healer. He's not going to stop healing just because some council or some church board or some liturgical group said He stopped healing. Do you think He takes His instructions from them? Do you think He's going to listen to them when He is the Creator of them? Come on now. Jesus has not changed. He's still a healing God. He's still a God that makes supernatural provision. He's still a God that breaks the yoke. He's still a God that is the, the glory and the lifter of our head. Hallelujah! What an amazing God. He's a lily in your valley. Stop looking at the muck in your valley and look at the lily in your valley. The bright and morning star that wants to take you and lift you up. Hallelujah! What a good God we serve. We see that God will not lie. He will not change, and He will not fail. He can't do it. Do you see that? He cannot do it. Joshua tells us as we look at the Old Testament and study the covenant that God had with Israel, and God says, I want you to see the warfare. I want you to see how the enemy works through the physical battles of the Old Testament so you can understand the spiritual battles that you'll face in the new covenant of the New Testament. And he says, I want you to see how I interact with my people that I preserve to bring through their bloodline. My, my son, your Savior, the Messiah. I've got a covenant with them. And he says, and I want you to see how I interact and how I keep covenant with them so that when you get the better covenant, that my son, the new high priest, that with his own blood will give you the better covenant because it's built on better promises. He says, so that you'll understand how I am a covenant God. And Joshua tells us this about our covenant God, that not a word, not a word, not a word, that means something, not a word of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel, not one failed, not one. I don't know about you, but that gives me great encouragement. That not one, Brother Mark, not one word that God in covenant gives to us is going to fail. How many of you got some word from God that has not yet come to pass? Oh, probably all of us. We've got word that God's given us, promises that we've not seen yet come to pass. But how many of us know they're not going to fail? They're not going to fail. Not one word is going to fail. He has promised it. He's going to perform it. If He's promised it, He's going to perform it. Oh, you should get in the New Testament and you should find the promises. Oh my goodness. You should look at those hundreds and hundreds of promises that He has given to us and you say, that one's mine. That one's mine. That one's mine. You can claim them all because He says all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, right? You can claim them all. You say, well, I don't need them all. Claim them all anyway. Just get some extras in your back pockets. You can hand them out to other folks that may need them. Hallelujah! Because they're all yes and they're all amen in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told the first service that if you have a promise from God and, it, and He fails to provide that promise and bring it to fruition, you will become a very, very popular person. You will go in the Guinness Book of World Records as the first person that God has failed to keep His word to. You'll be the first person. 
But I do believe that book will have that category forever blank because not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. He cannot fail, church. He cannot fail. He never starts a fight that he can't finish. Glory! He never starts a project that he cannot complete. Praise God. We must believe that God cannot fail. I remember years ago, what is it, four years plus ago, we started to build here. Uh, God said, it's time to rise and build. And I always negotiated with the Lord because I kept telling him, it's not time, it's not time. We need this, we need to have this much money in the bank. And God says, you know, it's not going to be built by, you know, not by might, not by power, he kept saying, but by my spirit. And I was like, uh, yes, Lord, but, you know, I've got this accounting brain and, and we do need to have this and this. I mean, it would just be good stewardship and good this and that. And he kept saying, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Time to rise and build. So we, we got with our board and we said, you know, the Lord's saying it's time to build. They said, well, if God said it, let's do it. Hallelujah. I love, I love men and women of God that just want to believe God with you. And we said, okay. So we stepped out. And as we stepped out in the beginning, it kind of, the miracle happened here, and the miracle happened there, got us really going uh, uh, full steam ahead. But then the enemy wasn't too happy. And, and the enemy starts coming in, and he starts trying to bring it in through this flank and this flank, and trying to uh, uh, offset and bring some destruction and setback. And, and I had a tendency when that would happen, I would start looking at it, and it was like Peter walking on water, but looking at the wind and the waves and starting to sink. And I learned through this process that I had to keep coming back to the Word of God, had to keep coming back to the promise of God, and seeing that God said He has never, He has never failed at one word. So I said, God, you said rise and build. I can't see how this is going to turn around. I can't see how we're going to do this, but I'm going to take you at your word. And what I had to do for me, and different people do different things, but what we did is we had pictures done, and they're still out there on the Welcome Center that used to be in the old chapel, pictures done of what it's supposed to look like. And then I would take the plans, and I would lay the plans out in my office, and I would walk up to the front columns in the plans. The building wasn't here, but maybe there was steel laying out here, and we hadn't yet erected it. But I would walk up to the plans, and I'd begin to praise God as though I'm walking into the, His house. And Lord, I said, I, you know, I, I, you know, I just start thanking you. Thanksgiving, God opens that gate, you know. Thanksgiving opens the gate, and praise, you get into the court. So I just begin to thank Him, Lord. I thank you that one day I'm going to walk through these columns, and I'm going to walk through these doors. And I saw myself. And I walk into this foyer. And I saw the square footage of the foyer. And I said, that's bigger than the sanctuary that we have now. So I'm like, wow, praise God. So this here's going to, I could imagine myself in that foyer out there. And I began to praise God. And I'd spin in my office. And I locked the door because I don't want the kids to think I'm drunk. You know, I don't drink, but I don't want them to think I'm drunk. But I'm spinning in the, and I'm just praising the Lord. And then, uh, and then I walked through these doors into this sanctuary. Like I said, none of this was but on paper. And I came right in here the chairs weren't here uh you know any of this it was just all yet to be but I began to see the chairs as they were laid out and I began to walk down the aisles and I was praying God heal this one God deliver that one God let let no vile thing that the enemy would bring in here go out of here unchallenged by the power of your spirit God souls would be saved God and then I prayed about this baptism that I had a vision for that as this screen would go up during praise and worship we'd be baptizing folks and I was baptizing them and just in my praise I'll just baptize you in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost and I was baptizing them and I stood on this stage 
stage and it wasn't here yet, but it was on the paper. And I stood there and I preached the word of God and I preached to the cameras and I preached to the people and I preached to the world because I knew God was going to bring it to pass. I didn't know how. I didn't know how, but I knew he was going to do it. And here we are today. I'm telling you, church, we should celebrate like none other. If you knew the miracles that God has performed to bring us to this place, there are too many to tell in a week's worth of sermons, let me tell you that, that God is faithful. Hallelujah. Not one word has failed. And the same is true for you. Hold on to whatever God has promised you. Write it down. Don't let the devil steal it from you. Write it down. You get it on paper. Begin to see it. Walk in it. Begin to praise Him for it. Begin to thank Him for it. If you can't lift your right arm, I'm telling you what, set up a pulley system if you can and pull that thing up and say in the name of Jesus, right now, by faith, I'm lifting it up because the day's coming. I'll lift it up by my own power, my own strength, and I'm going to praise God with not only my left hand, but my right hand as well. Do you see what I'm saying? You've got to believe God at His will word because it's impossible for him to fail the only way his word will not become fruit in your life is if you doubt and you release it God I don't believe so I don't receive but God is saying I want it I've got it it's here it's for you it's for you it's for you hallelujah and then another thing that God will not do It's impossible for God to do nothing. It's impossible for God to do nothing. See, with God, nothing is impossible. But right now I'm focusing on the nothing aspect that deals with God's ability. But we also want to deal with the dimension aspect as we wrap this message up, saying that it is impossible for God to do nothing. I want you to think about that a minute. That God is a God that He's going to be involved. That God is a God He's going to respond. He is going to move according to that which He has set up. So the devil will tell you, you're serving God for nothing. You come in this house and you lift up your hands and praise God. It's all for nothing. Fasting? Boy, try fasting and see. The devil will say, you fasting for nothing. You got that headache? You got that stink breath? You got all that stuff going on by your stomach. You smelling food seven miles across town. You say, man, they just put that chicken down. I smell it. I'm telling you, you start fasting. The devil will tell you you're fasting for nothing. You're praying for nothing. You give in the offering and the devil will say, ha, you're giving for nothing. Nothing's going to happen. But the Bible says with God, nothing is impossible. So I'm here to tell you this morning, it is impossible for you to praise God and nothing happen. Impossible. It is impossible for you to serve God and nothing happen. I'm telling you, it's impossible for you to love God and live for God and nothing happen. It is impossible for you to give into the kingdom of God and nothing happen. It's an impossibility. It just can't happen with God and it won't happen with God because God has already said, I've set it up. That reciprocity is already in motion and nobody can change it. And when you give, he says, it's coming back. It's coming back. Press down, shaking together 
a good measure running over. It's just the way I work. And nobody, and nobody making fun of it on television, nobody making fun of it across uh, 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 the communities is going to change who I am. God says, I'm a God of reciprocity. And he says, when you give whatever measure you give, that measure is what's going to be used to be measured back to you, but it's going to come in increase. You can put a kernel of corn in and you're going to get a whole ear of corn that's got hundreds of kernels coming back. He said, that's just the way I set it up in my creative order. That's just who I am. That's how I do things. That's how I roll, God would say. He says, if you got faith to give, he says, I've, I've already got it set up in law. It's coming back. If you got faith to pray, he said, I've already got it set up in law that angels are already dispatched and the glory of heaven is coming to earth to invade this earth. You got, you got uh, faith to fast. He said, I'm already breaking and rending the heavens uh, to give you a whole new level. Uh, he said, you got faith to serve. Uh, he said, I'm telling you right now, promotion is coming from the Lord and there's nobody can set you back if you're willing to serve with a grateful heart. Hallelujah. It is impossible for God to do nothing. Nothing. The devil says nothing's going to happen. But remember, he's the father of lies. He can't do anything but lie. But God cannot lie. Hallelujah. Please hear me. Please hear me. You need faith to reach and appropriate all that God has for you. Remember Elijah, he went up on the mountain after a three and a half year drought, after the Mount Carmel, Carmel uh, experience, the fire coming down. And he tells his servant, he says, look, I need you watching. We need some expectation here. I'm going to pray. We've not had even dew on the earth for three and a half years, but there's rain. We're praying in rain. We're praying in rain. And what did he do? He had a servant watching. Let me tell you what, we've got to have expectancy. We've got to have expectancy. We need to stop having this thing, well, almost like uh, closing your eyes and throwing it out there and hoping something happens and you look and did anything happen? Oh, I'm believing God for a miracle. We'll go to bed and, and I'll wake up in the morning and maybe it'll be. Or uh, Jesus said to the lepers as they went, they were healed. So as I go, I'll be healed. And we got all this, you know, it's going to happen later. It's going to happen later. Well, let me tell you what. There were times when Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, your faith has made you whole. And immediately his eyes were opened up and a blind man is now seeing. There was a woman with an issue of blood for years and years and all the money she had spent and all the doctors and nobody could help her. And the community had outcast and she was bleeding and she was not fit to be out there but she said wait a minute if I can touch but the hem of his garment I know I know there's a miracle in the making my God is a God that can't do nothing I know he's a covenant God and if I can just touch the hem of his garment and she pressed through the crowd and Jesus says virtue has gone out of me somebody pulled on me and they got their miracle now let me tell you what we're going to keep praying but we need to pray with our eyes open and we're looking to see the manifest of the glory of God that it's not some mysterious thing that just happens that we begin to believe yes I can see a tumor disappear that I can see that the healing virtue of Christ turn something around immediately instantaneously that I can see it and we need to keep our eyes open with expectancy hallelujah do you agree with me do you agree with me see our faith reaches up and takes hold of that which God has promised and he can't that promises he can't be a lie he's not going to change it He's not going to fail to perform it. And if we exercise our faith, we know we're not going to receive nothing because God can't do nothing. He's already set the laws, just like gravity. I throw this Bible up. 
I don't have to say, oh God, I pray that you would let gravity bring my Bible back. I need my Bible. I love my Bible. No, if I throw that Bible up, it's already set in law that gravity is going to pull it back by the creative order of God. And by the creative order of God, by faith, when we reach out and take hold of the promises of God, we know that nothing is not what God is going to give us, but he's going to give us something. We're going to see the manifest of that law and that principle and that promise come to pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're here and you're tired of accepting nothing with your children, nothing's been going on. You, you've seen your kids, they're, they're, they're maybe off track and they're going to different, and, and you want them back so bad, but you've seen nothing happening. And if you're tired of accepting nothing happening with your bondage, and if you're tired of accepting nothing happening with the pain that's in your body or the sickness that is in your body, and you're tired of seeing nothing happen with the finances in your life, I'm here this morning and I pray a revolution of attitude takes place here today. Because if you accept that you will not be healed, then you will not be healed. And if you accept that you are powerless and that the enemy controls your life, then the enemy will continue to control your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? And if you accept that you'll always be in debt, broke, busted, and disgusted, then you're all, get ready because you're going to always wallow in your mess. But I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And I've got a promise from God. Do you hear what I'm saying? That it's time for the drought in your life to be over and I hear that your miracle is on the way and I hear that your breakthrough is on the way and I hear that your drought is the end of your drought is on the way uh, prosperity is coming I hear it today that the healing is coming today uh, deliverance is coming today victory is coming today promotion is coming today why because it is impossible it is impossible for nothing to happen uh, when we operate by faith hallelujah and today we I believe the word is calls our faith, our hand to reach out and take hold of that. Maybe a cloud the size of a man's hand, but we take hold of that and we start pulling it in. Hallelujah. And we're going more by what we see than we're going more by what we hear than what we see. And there is a sound of an abundance of rain coming. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes you just got to get up in your faith. Plant your foot on the Word of God and say, this is that. This is that. This is my deliverance that the Word of God speaks of. This is my healing that the Word of God speaks of. This is where the miracle starts, right here. This is where God's going to change things. You've got to learn to get through your nothings. Did you know that? You've got to learn to get through your nothings. Never give up when it looks like nothing is going to happen. Press on. Press on. March forward. Amen? Because when you get through the nothings, you get into the, to God's something. Because God is not a God of nothing. God is a God of something. Jesus asked the fishermen when they got back, did you catch anything? Where's it at? We toiled all night. We caught nothing. Remember with God, nothing is impossible, right? So what did he say? The night of empty nets seemed like they'd never be over but they finally got in but Jesus said nope cast them over on the other side and the nothing became something I've come today to prophesy to somebody's empty nets you've been toiling you've been fishing it's like all night and you've caught nothing but your night of empty nets 
is almost over. Because the sun, S-O-N, has risen in your situation. Faith has caused him to rise up in your situation. And when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. And he wants to do something great and mighty in your life beginning today. Put your foot on his word and say, this is where it begins. And it only goes forward from here. And you thank him for it. Amen? Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Father God, we just want to thank you this morning for your word. We want to thank you for the encouragement of your word. We want to thank you, Lord God, how your word has stirred our faith to believe you, Lord God, and to know that you're the God that is, that is working the impossible in our life. For nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord God. So we want to thank you, Lord God, today that as the angel came to Mary and said, for nothing is impossible with God, we receive that word in our spirit. We receive that word in our heart. We receive that word in our mind. And then we're not going to let the devil talk us out of anything, but we're going forward from this moment on, believing you, God, for the supernatural manifest of heaven on earth. Lord God, I thank you for those that are needing healing in their body right now. That that thing, they're turning towards you, the healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are our God, our healer. For those that have need in their life right now, they're turning to you, Jehovah Jireh. You are God, our provider. For those that are needing deliverance and they're needing peace in their life. They're turning to you right now. Jehovah Shalom. You are God. Our peace. Hallelujah. You are God. Our strong tower. You are God. Our overcomer. You are God. Our high tower. You are God. Our victory. You are God. A peace and of our, our God. A presence, Lord God. So there's no reason, no reason if we turn to you that we cannot take hold of your promises in our life today. For nothing is impossible with you. Hallelujah. And Lord God, there may be someone here or, or tuned in that is listening, God, and they may not have a relationship with you. have never entered into covenant with you. Lord, you said, unless a man be born again, he not, cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And there may be someone here right now or tuning in who says, I've never been born again. But let me tell you, God created an emptiness in you that can only be filled by His presence and His love and His anointing and that new birth. And that no, nothing, money, nothing, things of this world, nothing can fill it. And you've been there saying, what's wrong with me? You need Jesus. And the great news is this, that Jesus came to bridge the gap between us and God. That if we will call upon Him and surrender to His Lordship, the Bible says, call on His name, we shall be saved. So if you're tuning in or you're in this sanctuary right now, and you've never called on the name of Jesus, and you've never surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus, the miracle of new birth can begin right now. The miracle of you being grafted into the vine and becoming a part of the covenant family, sons and daughters of God, can take place right now. And Paul said it can happen this way. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord, then meaning I surrender to you, Jesus. I submit my life to you, Jesus. Jesus you are my Lord and my Savior. And you believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead. You shall be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Call on His name. Say, Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I change my mind. I turn from the way I've been living. I want to live for You. I want to honor You. I want to fulfill the purpose and the destiny that You've created for. 
me for. Come into my heart. Guide me and direct me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Fill me with your presence. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, if you pray a prayer just like that and truly mean it, I mean, this is genuine. God says, you are born again. It says that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and the angels in heaven begin to rejoice over your name being written in God's book of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to call on your Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior and to be saved and to be born into your family. Sons and daughters, join heirs with Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. The promise is still true. The promise is still real. And it's real here today. Hallelujah. Now we want to open this altar for anyone who's called on the name of Jesus to be your Lord and Savior today. You want Him to be the King of your life, King of kings and Lord of lords. We want to have a closing celebration prayer with you. But with you, also, we want to open this altar for anyone who says, I'm believing God for healing, or I'm believing God for deliverance, or I'm believing God for promotion, or I'm believing God for a turnaround in my business, or I'm believing whatever a promise is that you've already received in it, and you just want to step forward by faith to say, I believe God can't lie, He won't lie, and He can't fail, He won't fail, so I'm going to come up here and start praising Him by faith for my healing even before I get my healing. I'm coming to praise Him for a turnaround in my finances even before there's a turnaround in my finances. I'm coming to praise Him for this new life in Christ even before I learn how to be a disciple of Christ. I'm coming to praise Him for deliverance because even before I feel the freedom from that bondage, I just believe God. And you want to let make that sign known. I want you to just come around here for a closing celebration of prayer where we're going to celebrate the goodness of our God and we're going to take a step of faith by coming forward to say this is the day where I put my foot on the Word of God and I move forward in all that He has for me. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you from one end of this altar, Lord God. Look at every soul. Look at every heart. Look at every mind. Look at every life. Look at every home that's represented here, Lord God. For every man, for every woman, Lord God, that is here at this altar right now, Lord God. Men and women who are stepping out by faith. Men and women who are believing you, God, and trusting you, God, to see the mighty turnaround, God, that they're believing for. Lord God, we look to this end to this end for every man, for every woman, for every child, Lord God, for every family representative presented right here. Lord God, we say look and, and let it be recorded in heaven that on this day that we stood at your altar and said, God, I'm believing you. I'm believing you for this and I'm believing you for that. Lord, you said without faith it's impossible to please you. So here we stand, God, as a stance of faith saying, God, I believe. I believe nothing is impossible with you. God, I believe my miracle is on its way. I believe the miracle manifests it's coming in my life. I'm not giving up. I'm not discouraged. I'm not letting go of the promises of you, Lord God, for they're all yes and amen in Christ. So here I stand today. See where my feet stand and the footprints that I leave here at your altar, God, as I stand in faith to believe, as I stand in faith to receive, as I stand in faith, Lord God, to walk it out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's begin to thank Him. God, I thank Whatever it's you're, you're believing God for, just go ahead out loud and begin to thank Him. Say, God, I thank You. I thank You for my healing. I thank You for prosperity. I thank You for promotion. I thank You for deliverance. I thank You for salvation. I thank You. Just go ahead and begin to thank Him. Lord, I thank You. I thank You. I thank You. And I praise You. Hallelujah. And put your hands together in celebration and say, God, You're such a good, 
good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to do one more thing as you're standing in this position of faith. I want you to reach out and just take somebody by the hand. If somebody's on both sides, take them both both sides. And as you take their hand, I want you to say, Father, I release. By faith, I release your power. I release your anointing. I release your healing. I release, I release blessings into them. Just say, God, you chose through the point of contact. It's something you chose. You said we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, Lord God. So by point of contact, I'm just releasing right now any and all good things that come from you, God. Let it flow through me. Let healing flow into this person to my right and my left. Let your anointing, let your, your wisdom, let your love, let your joy, let your peace, Lord God. If they've got a troubled circumstance or situation, Lord God, that the light of wisdom would come into their situation. But Lord, I release blessing. Just I release blessing into you now. I release blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, thank God for the miracles that's taken place right here.